Good morning, Vietnam! <laughs> Welcome to the Game of Two Hearts podcast. I'm joined again with Dal and Jim. Hi. Say hi. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hey, everyone. Hi. Say hi. Uh, before we get in, I'm just going to say, from this weekend's action, VIR is shit. And we'll start with Dale. <laughs> um, well, this game doesn't include VAR, but... As far, sure? as far as I remember, West Ham versus Leicester. Uh, it was a... Th- right. Right. I have one thing to say about this. West Ham fans... Are, that West Ham players need to start what they're doing because the West Ham fans must have heart problems by now. Three games in a row, they've yep. 3-0 up. And oh, yeah. They've almost thrown two of those away. They threw it away against Arsenal, but two in a row, like, oh. I don't get it. I don't get it. But it's it's similar to the the Wolves game last week because obviously they went three 0 up, and then Leicester were all over them. Kind of like how Wolves are all over West Ham, but West Ham were just being very clinical. And also my boy, Jay Links. You know what I'm saying? Jay Links. He's in unbelievable form, bro. Is he? He's ridiculous. He's absolutely, and he was the assist of the assist for Bowen's goal. Like I know he didn't get the assist, but he was. He assisted the assister. Like. He was pretty much involved in every every part of the play. He was involved in the build up for the the third goal, and he scored two. Like the guy, the guys, the guy's price tag's going up every single week. Not price tag. He's <clears throat> he has booked his ticket on that play. Not yet. Not yet. It, bro, for me, he's, he's got, got to go. He's got. Not yet. You can't not take him. He's. You can. You can easily not take him. We've had this conversation already. And we and like a couple of weeks ago we had our discussion. We didn't even pick him. None of us did. I mean, you still got the likes of Henderson. You still got the likes of Madison. I. It's a tough decision. I said. I said a couple of weeks ago. I'd love for him to perform at the end of the season to give that headache. But I, at the moment, not yet. Well, for me now, what I'll do is. I mean, for the next for the next seven games, you could play like shit. Well, for me, what I'll do is True. now. Me personally, I'd take M- Mount out, and swap him. You can't. You can't take Mount out ball you, as well, man. You, you, you can't. You is can't he? Is he really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? The bunny messed up on one game and that was against us. He's one the, every time Chelsea go out to play, he's one of the best on the pitch. Is he though? Guaranteed. Yes, he is. Even in the rec- even in the recent game they had? Yes, even in the recent game they had. No, he wasn't the best on the field. Pulisic was. Uh, Pulisic scored two goals, one both of them from a yard at each. Still, still great. You have to be there to finish him. Yeah, and Matt has to be there to give the passes to him. What's your point? Lingard there. You, you just went mental about Lingard giving the assist the assist, but you won't go mental about Matt doing it. I see you. Yeah, but bro, Matt scoring like Lingard is. You know what I'm saying? It's not all about goals. It is in fucking England. We need goals because we no, can't. Thanks. You got Harry Kane in front to get the goals. And you really think he's going to provide every single goal? I'm not saying he's going to provide every single goal. I'm just saying he's going to provide goals. The more goals, the better, Ralph. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, anyway, but also Lingard didn't score for England. And, last any, anyways, anyways, let's uh, get back on to West Ham Leicester because we talked yeah, about, we'll about Ian Nacho scoring two goals again. Yeah. yeah I'll talk about that all day. Uh, day. Yeah, yo, the boy. The, he's back again. He's, he's becoming a hero there. And he deserved his new contract because he got a new did, contract. Did, did he? Did he get played in the number ten again, or was he striker? 
He may have started at a striker, but I know when Vardy came on, he was probably he dropped back, back a bit. Down. Yeah, he dropped back down to a number ten, and so I think it, Vardy came on anyway. It, it just it just proves that like no, so they started with a three five two like they normally do, but I'm pretty sure uh, in that Ianacho comes a bit further back, mm. and that's what I mean. It, it just proves that Ianacho is a born and bred number ten. Like, yeah, he, he's not he's not a. He needs to play off someone, don't he? Yeah, he's he's not an assister. It just shows that he's that shadow striker. That's where he gets his goals from. He's not an out and out striker. He, he finds his pockets of space and then yeah. uses it um, to his advantage. I genuinely think he thrives not being the main man. Yeah, and then he ironically becomes the main man. There he does. Yeah, not, because what he does not being the main man, but you. It was, it, ironically enough, a game of two halves in that sense. Like the first half, like West Ham just absolutely obliterated Leicester. That, oh God, they tanked a man. They really did. And then again, they come out for the second half and was like, we're three nil up. Well, again, like it's three games in a row. As like, as I'm assuming, Dave Moyes isn't happy with how that how that's happening. Constantly. Oh, hundred percent. I wouldn't be. And the West Ham, like, if I was a West Ham fan, I'd be like. Screaming, so obviously Leicester didn't score until late on, didn't they? Scored like the eighty seventh minute. Scored seventy So like, even then, when like Leicester scored in in added time, there was like another five minutes added on, and for fun, and misses the free header in the last minute. Yeah, yeah. to make it that which would have been right free for it. Free for like, West Ham need to sort out that second half. I'm assuming it's like second half syndrome because it's not doing very well. A quick, a quick thing that we talked about last week, and I just want to quickly bring up. So obviously, how yeah, I, I, I think you know, what I'm going to mention. So obviously, you know how we talked about the top four and Leicester have got 56 points. West Ham are now a point behind, and Chelsea are two points behind, and Liverpool mm-hmm. also gaining a win, and now four uh, points behind. I'm just mm-hmm. going to stop you there, Dale. Right? Yeah. I'm just going to say, going to look down in the camera and say. Lads are fucked it. <laughs> Lads are fucked it. Fucking hell, brilliant. I was going to point that out there. I was going to say, like, Leicester, uh, last week you were going up. You were saying Leicester was safe, Leicester was safe. I'm saying, no, 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 they won't. And it proved my point. Liverpool, you know was. Chelsea, West Ham, all won. Leicester didn't. It's a curse. It's a curse. I praise somebody, they perform like that. We hound somebody, they perform like they will do. It's a, you know it's, what I mean? It's a two halves curse. We've got to start calling that. <laughs> Game of two halves podcast. No, it's always a curse. We talk shit on someone. They do all right. Oh, um, yeah, true. It, it I can't a... remember who it was this week, but there was someone this week we talked sure, shit on. I'm sure, I'm sure we were talking shit about Traore, and then he goes and gets a goal and an assist. No, no, Traore. But I know for the fact we weren't talking shit about someone. Who was it, man? I can't remember who it was. Well, we did mention Trent, and he did, he did score a goal. Yeah, might have been. Trent. It might have been because obviously I mentioned him because he did a hounder against Real Madrid, and uh, uh, yeah, and I said he's awful. In saying that, what is the next game down? Because to be fair, we did talk about Leicester, and it was just um, it was just West Ham being capitulation yeah. and just. All well, I, think, uh, I want a quick I want a quick question because obviously just before we move on, would you take Bowen to the Euros because Bowen has been. Quite the. Uh, he's such an unsung hero. That's literally what I was about to say. An unsung hero. He assisted and scored, and he's he's scoring more and he's assisting more. Would you take him as an extra option? Um, the issue with Bowen, obviously, he was injured for a large part of this season, which is probably why his numbers aren't up there with the rest of them. Mm. I think having Jailings in the team is a massive boost for him. Yeah. Because as soon as someone else performs, like you have a lot less pressure on you to perform as well as yeah. you, especially as well as you're doing there. 
Um, Euros, I don't know. I think there's better players in his position, which is going to be get him unstuck. But if he keeps performing, obviously we've got the World Cup next year. I and I yeah, think I couldn't do. Put a, put a, put a argument for that. Yeah. I mean, I, feel, I do feel I do feel sorry for him because like he's a very 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 good player, and <laughs> but he is up against the likes of Grealish, Sterling, Sancho. You know what I mean? Like he's up against the top <clears throat> world class. Yeah, like, like you got to put Rashford in there as well. Sorry, so like you got Sancho, Sterling, Grealish, and Rashford ahead of him, barring anybody else. And like he's got to have, he's got to come on leaps and bounds and have the season of his life to get in that England team in that position he wants to play. And that's the unfortunate bit about it. But I don't see why yeah. not. If if somebody gets injured and they can't be taken, yeah, I, I definitely I, I, don't see why I think not. He's a very a very handy backup to have. Obviously, yeah. I think I think before the Euro start and someone gets injured, you're allowed to replace it if you yeah. apply for it. So he's definitely one of the first ones in that position. Oh yeah, hundred well, percent. I think I think I think, he, I think he's unfortunate to miss out, but he does. Which is a crying shame because he's absolutely quality. Well, Anyways, yeah. Next game there, now. Uh, Crystal Palace versus Chelsea and. We... Alex was uh, right again with this statement. You know what I mean? Said the bounce back, Mate, and big numbers. I, 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 I said, I said the bounce back, and for ages I've said when it comes to Thomas Tuchel, give him some time, and they'll start, they'll start battering teams. I, I didn't think it was going to be this season. I'll be I, honest, I didn't. I, I just thought they were going to wait till the next season, bro. But they were, they were scintillating, bro. Sizzling. I felt so sorry for Crystal Palace. Imagine, imagine. You you sat there last week and watched all the football results, saw Albion spin them off, and then you're sat there going, "We've got these next week." Yeah, because you're thinking, "Ah, yeah, oh, yeah. You're, you're not sitting there thinking, "Ah, oh, like we've got these next week, we can beat them." They're capitulating. Now you sat there thinking, "They've got to pick their form back up." Yeah, oh, yeah. and I, and I, if you watched the game, Chelsea were. Unbelievable. Unbelievable! Oh my! Some they could have scored. They could have scored seven, eight, the nine. Fluidity. Can we they just still need? They still need someone. They still need someone to do to finish their chances because Havertz had a good three or four chances in that game. Bro. Yeah, he got his goal, but he should have scored the a few more. Best goal of the season it would have been if he would have took oh, that the touch. <laughs> so the way he flicked it over the defender well, first, first time as well, man. Yeah. The touch was unreal. Unreal. And if he would have put that away with his right foot, oh my, that was, uh, like you said, scintillating. Like, it was sexy to watch them play football. Like, Chelsea have always been like that boring club this season, but that game, I was just, I was so invested, so like, oh my God, they looked so good. Like, Hudson Adoy on that right-hand side were ripping it up. Pulisic was coming in, Mount and Havertz just all floating round, having that free roam role where they were just floating anywhere. Yeah. Oh, it was just... Can we talk about Zuma for a second as well, how he's the most scored defender in the league league at the moment, like with five goals. That, because I I, I didn't even goals, but like when it came up, I was shocked. I think think it's just because the man's got hops. Oh my god, Zuma can jump so high, like so high, literally. And he's just strong in the air, just bullies people. He's don't care. I'm so I'm so glad he's getting these opportunities at Chelsea because he's a really really good defender, and it's showing. 
any of these showing that he's a I really remember when they, he, they loaned him out and I was like, why are you loaning him out? He's one of your best players. Ironically, enough, similar to, like, they've, loaned out to, they've, they've loaned out to Mori as well. And I'm yeah. surprised at that one. Who has also, also got mad amount of informs for AC Milan and mm -hmm. stuff. And, and I can't understand why they loaned to Mori out because ideally, if Rudiger gets injured, Thiago Silva is having a mare. But well, you've had like, the best side. Thiago Silva's been injured and he's now suspended. So it'll be Why perfect we... for Tamori to come in this situation. Yeah. Well, last season, Tamori and Zuma played next to each other and played really, really well. Yeah, last I season. I don't get it. I didn't, I didn't see an issue with that at all. I got a scooby-doo why that happened as well. But I mean... Uh, but back to how good Chelsea were. Unreal performance overall, honestly. Yeah. Their, their front three, the movement between them, as Jim said, was... I don't think any team could keep up with them. Even like though saying, Werner didn't he, score, he got an well, assist. Well, Werner wasn't playing. Oh, Werner play. weren't playing. No. Havertz scored, bro. Oh, I'm Havertz was up front. Havertz oh. scored a very, very tidy finish. Yeah. Um, like, what was, every time when you watch them in the second half, bear in mind when the result had already put to bed... Like the way Chelsea moved, moved like their forwards and then moved the ball, they always had someone on that right hand side, just in acres and acres of space. And they, every time they went forward, it looked like it was going to be a goal. Yeah, it was, but it every just shows time. it just it's showing second, up burning Any fucking pundit on Sky Sports, a wank. Get goalkeepers on as pundits. It was stressing Absolutely me out. Off. It was stressing me out. To be fair. Oh, human. Half time and like soonest and like I can't remember who else it was, but trying to put like I think it was Darren Bent or something like that, putting blame on Gaita for all three of Chelsea goals. And I'm like, grow up, just 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 learn how to be a goalkeeper, and then you can have a say. I don't understand why they just blame goalkeepers so much. <laughs> Alex, Alex, Alex defends him because he's a goalkeeper himself. So, and, uh, but it, it infuriated me, man. I was shitting goal on Sunday. Don't talk about that. Let's not talk about it. Let's uh, move past that. Let's uh, move on, shall we? And uh, yeah, we'll move on to Spurs versus Manchester United. I haven't watched this game, so I have nothing to say. Well, well, I've got a, I've got a, got a couple of things that I want to brush over. So obviously, I don't yeah, know I if you. Yeah, uh, this is the first game I think where we can talk about how shit VAR is. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, do you think the McTominay? hit supposedly I'm being quotation marks hit to the face towards Son should have disallowed the goal for Cavani no are you saying that he was doing a natural run he presumed Son was right next to him and he just pushed his arms just like, like like he would on his chest but obviously because Son was further back it went to his towards his head area he didn't it even touch him didn't even touch it him weren't down, even, it weren't even the fact that it was his head area it was the fact that Son put his head down because he was going to try and like squat to turn and then run at him. Like, Son's head was already naturally lower. And all McTominay was doing was dribbling with the ball. You can see, even in the freeze frames that they do, in the pictures that they do, in the entire like video that footage that come out, you can see him take a touch like that, look yeah. down, take a touch. His head looks up and he's looking at the entire pitch to find where his next pass is. But he knows Son's coming, so he's looking like this. He's literally going, where's my next pass, lads? That's all he's doing. And his hand's out there to try and protect himself. That's just the game of football. I can't literally. understand why VAR have looked at that and gone, he's jabbed him in the eyes. The I didn't he's even got his two fingers and gone, like, yeah. What I was going to say, Dow, if you look at the replays, it doesn't even look like he touches him. Yeah, it doesn't like, even touch just... him. 
He literally, he's probably caught like the breeze of his air. Man must have like Naruto karate chopped him or something. And like, <laughs> and, like <laughs> fucking, and he's, he's just, he's just gone to the floor crying. And what, and what literally Ali Gulasasa said after the game. And he goes, if, he said, if my son goes down like that after and crying on the floor for about it's 10 minutes, not he's not eating. And his son's came out by the way. And he says, my dad feeds me very well. Thank you very much. But you know what I mean? <laughs> it's because his son don't do stupid things like that. It's a figure of speech. And it's, it's basically saying that the game's gone. If that's going to be a foul. And that's true. Like you can't walk around with like your hands out, slapping people like that. But, his hand is out to stop. Like it, was, it wasn't vicious. Like you can no, no, see, no, you can no, see no, where no, it's no. vicious because there's like a jolt in the arm, shoulder. It was just a natural. It was natural let's, flow. Let's put it this way: Does anybody remember the Suchek red card against uh, Mitrovic, where all Suchek did was lift his arm up like that to yeah, go around Mitrovic, was... and it and it clipped Mitrovic, and Mitrovic went, "Oh shit!" Fell to the floor, but then got up and went, "You're right." And then by that time, Mitrovic had got back up holding his eye because it did, it did catch it did catch his eye and Mitrovic's eye. He went down like oof, but he got up. Fair play to Mitrovic and was like, "You're right, Suchek." But by the time he'd got up to ask if Suchek was all right, Mike Dean had already waved his red card about and got all excited. And it, so and he got overturned anyway because yeah, and he uh... got overturned anyway. So I believe McTominay's red card. Uh, he was already right. on a yellow card then. He yeah. could have got another booking, and I'm glad yeah. I, he I didn't believe, bring the booking out. I, I do believe it should have been. It should have just been allowed. I don't. I don't. Understand. It's the same principle. I don't. I don't understand it. It's football's just getting way too soft now, and football's just it's going backwards and not forwards, and that's the problem. Soon we'll actually have to be like rugby. Right. No, not rugby. Bloody American football, and we're gonna have to play it backwards instead of actually playing the ball forwards. Because <coughs> oh, you can't like, you can't attack forwards because it's too scary for the lower opponents. There's, there's no player protection, and I understand that player protection is a, such a such a big thing in football, and it is. It, we need player protection. Don't want to get players injured. Don't want to get players hurt. Blah blah blah. But we we can't be going around like this. You can't. You, 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 you know. Everybody sat there and knew. Watching the game, sorry. Uh, everybody sat there and knew. Watching the game was like, ah, oh, that's not a foul. It's, it just isn't like. Yeah. Everybody sit, sits there who knows football is like, well, that's not a foul. <laughs> like I'll even say it myself. Um, there was a foul in the box when we were playing somebody. Conor Gallagher went down. And everybody was clamming for a penalty. And even I went, that's not a penalty. He's just fallen over. Like, he, he fell over and tried to control the ball whilst he was on the floor. And everybody was clamming that. He got clipped and kicked and stuff. And I went, no, it's not a penalty. He's just he's just fallen over. Yeah. Because he's just lost his balance. He hasn't been fouled. He's just lost his balance and fallen over. He's like Marnay against Real Madrid. Exactly. And it's the same principle. Like... All McTominay's done is put his hand out to block Son from getting near him so he can play the ball and play a pass that can influence the game. Him doing that is not going it's just the, the, <laughs> on the sideline. They're, they're, they're literally trying to take the physicality out of the game and it's a contact sport, it's a physical sport, you need to be strong. It's not basketball, yeah. you know what I mean? Literally. It's, it's not basketball. If it turns into that, if it turns into basically a non-contact sport, then just scrap the game. Delete the there's game no from point. history. Yeah. Don't even play. Don't there's even no play. Point. We'll move on from that part because there's a lot more VAR stuff to talk about later on. Yeah. But like, 
in regards to the Man United game, obviously I haven't watched it. So I don't know how good each team were, but obviously I've heard a lot of like the comments after the game from Mourinho, and it genuinely sounds like he's losing it a little bit. Well, yeah, the thing is, obviously, he's going insane. Well, the thing is, obviously, Man United we played really well. We played well up until that incident, and then we played well even when Spurs went and scored. Obviously, Son scored in the 40th minute. Uh, when the halftime one 0 down, we came out. We played well again. We was just. Uh, Compact, quick on the counter. We shut Spurs down. We was the better team. We deserved the th- uh, the three points. It had like uh, against Brighton where we was literally woeful. You know what I mean? We was actually good in the first half for once instead of being poor in the first half. And um, Cavani was all over him all game. And he he did, he did see his goal. It was like a leap, salmon boy. You know what I mean? He was diving in the air. It was a brilliant goal. It was a lovely finish. Yeah, and um, yeah. he deserved it. Well deserved. But um, what I want to bring up is a lot of Manchester United fans I've been seeing on Twitter. I've been raving about, obviously, um, Bruno and Rashford. Obviously, I've got it down on my phone here. And uh, so, basically, in the 2008-2009 season... Wayne Rooney and Cristiano Ronaldo had 71 goals slash assists. I think that's like to each other all the team contributing, you know what I mean? Yeah, just um, all together. Yeah, throughout the entire season in all competitions. So obviously, and then they've gone, ah, oh, Bruno and Rashford have got 70 goals and assists in all competitions right now. And yet there's still so many games left in the season. And everyone's boasting about it. Like, oh, the, you know what I mean? But the, for me, the difference is... Manchester United won the League Cup, the Community Shield, the Premier League, got to the final of the Champions League in the 2008 and 2009 season. That's the difference of... You're in nothing. Yeah, flop United, where literally we're all in his Europe. We ain't going to win the Premier League. That's not going to happen. We're at the League Cup. We're at the FA Cup. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. We're still in Europe. Yeah, we could we could probably get. But I feel like we choke Europe. I don't think we're going to win Europe. I honestly don't think hand on heart we're not going. I don't think. Um, the whole, the whole. You can't lose a semi-final if you're not in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you've already beat Granada once. Granada's posing no threat. Yeah, you've still got the likes of Roma and Ajax in there. We're still really good teams. Yeah, and literally, and we bet Especially Ajax. In, we bet Ajax in the final. Was it? Ajax? It was Ajax, I believe, yeah, when yeah. Uh, Mourinho was in charge. And uh, fucking when we had the likes of Fellaini in, you know what I mean? Like Jesus Christ. Yeah, but and, you did have the likes of. Ebrin as well. Like. well. That's what I was going to compare. If you compare like the oh wait oh nine season at that point, you still had Tevez, you had Berbatov, like Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, the Anybody. front four then and the front four you have now is just not on the same level. Anybody yeah, like, more goals and assists, but it's not spread out a lot. It does not Literally. appreciate Berbatov. I will personally come and clap you up because I never, Berbatov. I never, I never used to appreciate oh. him, but the more I got older and the more I've watched oh. him, I'm like, okay. When I was, he when he was at United at the time, man. when he was at United at the time, I hated him. Couldn't stand the sight of him. Like, yeah. I, felt, I felt like he had some arrogance around him, and he was just a, a nice mm. person. But when you watch him and you watch some of the stuff he used to do, and I was like, whoa, this player he was playing for a skill move named after him. Literally, yeah, a couple more things about the uh, the Man United game. Obviously, um, Mason Greenwood goal and assist. Good to good to see. Yeah, off the bench as well, wasn't he? Literally, it is. Yeah, it was good to see. Um, obviously, he ain't he ain't got the numbers he's got last season, but it's it's just nice for him to be involved. There's yeah, still more to still come got, from him. Say, he's still he's young. Still, he's still eighteen. Like, you can't expect it all to happen now. But the yeah. thing is, though, I don't know if like 
could he be converted into a striker? Because he's quite greedy on the right-hand side anyway. When he well, he was in. a striker, wasn't he? He's just been put on the right because oh. they yeah, don't have a right winger. That's but, the issue. You're at the moment, you don't have a right winger. And that's why we need to bring in someone like Sancho. Oh! Like, I had, this, I, had this, I had this discussion with uh, my co-worker yesterday about Manu. And, well, it was specifically about Harry Kane, but led on to Manu, because obviously... And uh, I said that if I think if Manu had the chance, I think that the Harry Kane would go. I think I think this is it now. I think Harry Kane is finished at Spurs. Not not finished as in he's he's done like his career's up. Like I just think, like you said, Al, to return back to the point of you think Mourinho's losing it. I think Mourinho's losing it because. That place seems like a curse. It really does. Spur. I don't know what it is, what it does to managers, what what it does to players. But that place is some kind of like spiritual curse for people. And Harry Kane, like we said, is like top goal scorer, top assister, and stuff like that. And he is dragging that club through the absolute mud to yeah. try and stay anywhere near a top four place. And I think this season is his last. He's, what, 27, 28, something like that. He's getting on a beat. He's only got one, well, maybe two international tournaments left in him. And he hasn't won any, like, nothing, nothing. Well, that trophy cabinet, is... that medal cabinet is empty. He hasn't won anything. He needs to move to someone that is going to challenge. But I said, would a Spurs move to Manu? If Manu could afford him, I said to my co-worker, I said, is that a sideways move or a forwards move? Because it's not a backwards move. You're both the same level at the mini. But in the future, because Spurs have got a stadium to play uh, to pay for that they've just built. They've got big wages that they're trying to cut down, stuff like that. Is it a sideways move, in your opinion, or a forwards move if Manu do buy him? Um, I'll say it's sideways. Firstly, I don't think Spurs have a massive wage bill because Daniel Levy is very good at negotiating. So their it's wage bill is actually is their wage bill yeah. actually like minuscule compared to yeah. the likes of the big six. But it, it depends on how you see it. Like if at the, if in general, yeah, it's probably a sideways move because they're on similar terms of where they finish, yeah. like in cup competitions as well. But at that same point, if he were to move to Man United. It does that automatically put Man United on that other level to mm-hmm. make it the forward move? It's a good discussion. That's what right? I mean. That's what we had the discussion of, and that's how it was presented. Cavani's leaving, leaving his knee. He hasn't signed yeah. a video. Like there's, still, sign there's, still, there's still talks of an extension, but we don't know yet. It's, yeah, it's looking, from what I've seen, it looks more likely that he won't, which mm. I don't think is a bad move, to be honest, because he's still getting on. And he hasn't set the world alight as we thought he might. But he has, but he has come, he has come choice, on a lot of subs, that's why. But if you had the choice of Cavani or Kane at this point, you'd go for Kane, especially in the Premier League. 100%. Mm. 100%. Anyway, I think we should move on because we've talked about that for a while. But, yeah, I just, I just want to quickly I'll just, uh, uh, go back over it. Because, yeah, sorry, Dal, carry on. I'll you, just, uh, I just think that it would have been a, a sideways move. I think even if Kane came to United, I feel like he wouldn't be the same Kane as he would be at Spurs. I feel like the only way Kane would actually benefit a team would be Man City, in my opinion. You know, you're, well, it's one of them. You're never going to know until it happens. Yeah, you never know until it happens. But obviously, but I feel like if you joined United, join United, the way we demand a player to 
work hard and run around all the fucking time. Like, Cavani does it, you know what I mean? I know Kane does drop deeper, but obviously... We do have our Rashfords and Brunos. I mean, it is a similar system at the Man United you, and Spurs, but... Yeah. I saw, you, I saw you, somewhere that said, like, Kane would thrive under the amount of services get at Man United, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. If, if you keep him in that team, with everyone else running around him, it might not have to run that much. Hmm. See, that's what I said. I in the seasons... Style, in the seasons at Spurs, when he got Golden Boot and that, if you look, he is in front of Ericsson. Now, Ericsson and Bruno are practically the same player they provide a lot they score a lot they assist you know what i mean they're, yeah. they're along the same lines so if you whack kane up front in front of bruno you have the same result and you have a top goal scorer right there yeah. up front for manu and that changes your whole dynamic then yeah well, well, well when the transfer window comes around we'll see what rumors are spreading transfer around. talk yeah move us on to the game. next game jim you can take the rails because it's west brom southampton well, VAR is shit. <laughs> I tell you what, though. That's what I'm going to call this entire episode, just how bad VAR is doing. Yeah. Like, they got lucky. VAR did. They, they really did. 100%. If, Can you imagine if that game finished nil-nil? Yeah. Nil-nil, or we lost. Or we lost. Like one nil. That whole goal could have changed the. I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you, though, Jim. The way Southampton and you played, you weren't losing that game. We we weren't losing. <laughs> it, but like Southampton, we'll, we'll we'll start with Southampton and then we'll move on to West Brom. Southampton, they were they were bad. They were trash. And the only good spark in there again in such a bad Southampton team was James Ward Prowse. He West looked Pals, dangerous. Though. And no one wants to take penalties at the Hawthorns. I know. Nobody, nobody does want to. I don't know. I don't know what's Dan wrong Johnson with them. put a fucking curse on that goal, isn't he? I know. He also saved it. They didn't even yeah. miss it. He saved it, which yeah. is even better yeah, for him. If you look at it, it's an awful penalty. Still bro. saved it. Ow, ow, ow. I'm defending Literally, the goal. Literally, yeah. Still saved to it. Fair, I mean, save it. John, Johnson is saved it, and I thought, England call it railway penalties, we need them. <laughs> that's that's, what that's literally what I thought. As soon as I saw it, I was like, call him up to England, penalties. Because you know you know, you know, England, we always get to penalties and we shit. Call him up right now. <laughs> hey, we love one hour last one. Carry on to West Brom. I, when I was watching the first half, I was saying to you guys in the chat, I think it was, was it 2-0 at halftime? Yeah. yeah. You should have been 4-5-0. Oh, yeah, 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 you, you were honestly we that blasted good. The chance... The chances you created were clear cut, like, like so many like shots on goal. It's you should have battered them. But like I said, like like Southampton, they played awful. The only real bright spark was Ward Prowse and Danny Ings at a push. Uh, we kept Danny Ings hella quiet, like he yeah, was just super quiet. We just we shut him down all over the gaff, and then <clears throat> oh my god, how many weeks do we have to say that Pereira is a centre attacking midfielder? rather than a left winger and it just showed he he played robinson um, robinson sorry instead of gallagher and moved Pereira in the middle and put robinson on the left and it just worked because Pereira had his space his time his decision making his creativity it just showed how good he was and phillips i don't know where he's come from he's sort of kind of picked up his form he's learned how to play without his pace now which looks good um, Dianya should have scored mm, again, but we'll draw lines across Bartley instead. You know, the person who wasn't influential in the goal or was nowhere near the goal or didn't stand in the goalkeeper's way, but we'll draw lines from him instead. 
of the I, goal score. I can't okay. believe it. So that it. was the excuse of when when we come to that VR decision, the excuse they made, and it's a piss oh. poor excuse. We couldn't draw the lines. There were no camera angles that showed Bednarak's foot and Dianya's arm in the same frame. How many cameras around that ground? I wish I wish we could I wish we could show you, but there is a picture in our group chat when we were talking about it and Al Alex went, um, how can you not draw a line from here? Ready. Five seconds later, it's Alex with a <laughs> screenshot of the goal and with a I'm black lying. line just drew up to Dianya and it was like there you go. that fucking hard was it <laughs> like I was like ah oh, genius like, and... that, that was our excuse and it like it baffles me like if you go from so even if like they had, they've only picked two images and there's the one where yeah. you can't see Dianya's arm at all and there's one where you can see his arm but his arm is blocking Bednarak's foot or something like that surely from those two angles you can clearly see his arm size clear as day he's completely off like, yeah. it, it's oh it's just awful it, it was such a shocking decision because it see like i had an argument with my dad at the time and he went diana's wank it was like diana can't score he can't do anything and i went well to be honest we've won technically four nil and diana's scored the first goal he's scored the goal that's put us in the lead and there's then he's a hero, not wank. You know what I mean. And the first time he stands on side, hit for a goal, yeah. and it's been dislayed for somebody else being offside, basically. And it was just so frustrating. And but but again, I got I got to commend the entire performance because we we was just we just out yeah. Maitland Norris. Oh my as god! Bad, as bad as the AR were. He's as good as you were because you yeah. were that good. Yeah, uh, mate. Maitland Niles was incredible. Your Cookslew, best player on the pitch as always, and like Pereira obviously played in the right position, showed his class, yeah. and, and not did just... not did Niles get injured or did he get back up and play? He, had the he got back up and carried on. Yeah, yeah they the were worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I remember like I remember looking at like everyone was saying it was really worrying, and then I just messaged saying, "Oh, well, he's back up and playing now, so it can't be that bad." Yeah. yeah. I got the stretcher on and then he just kind of like yeah. stood up and went, don't worry, lads. And he was like, so, with how well you performed, I know that like, it, it, seem like a, it seems like a foregone conclusion, but the question now has to be asked again. Can you do it? <laughs> well, well, I'll put it this way. We need other teams to do us favours here. And every time we've won, nobody's done us a favour. <laughs> so, I was talking to my dad about it, actually. And like, because he asked me the same question and I said, if they perform as well as they're performing and they continue to perform them over seven weeks, there's no reason why not. The other teams around you, when they win, they're beating the other teams around them. So Newcastle and Burnley, for example. Yeah. Like, it's definitely possible, but only if you yeah. keep performing this way. We've got, we've got I think I think the way we're playing, and I think, to be fair, to give Big Sam his credit, which is a hard thing to do for some people, but to give Big Sam his credit, I think he's finally found a way to get us to play. Yeah, and like, it, it's it's wor it's working. You know I mean, what? it's not long ball either. Nah, it's it's actually very nice football. And I said this to Hayden when we was having the discussion. I said the issue is he was finding his talisman, and yeah. the problem is he's found two of them, and he's found his Yakuxlu, which was his Milivojevic, because he brought him in, and. He's found Pereira in his right position, and that's his Zaha when he was in charge of Crystal Palace. Like he's, he's just, it's just a carbon copy. Like when he was at Bolton, he had his uh, Jaja Kocha, you know what I mean? 
absolutely yeah, pulled off I, him I, to I, get I, him You can see that in every in every team. Yeah. Been, like even Sunderland and Everton, for example. Yeah. He'll I, pick I, I agree with specific, that. I, I agree that like he has specific data to find in a specific position. Yeah. He finds that player, it works, and it's well, showing. Everton, Everton, he didn't even have to choose. Yannick no, Bellassi was a ready-made yeah. player. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everton weren't there. Yeah, that's what I mean, and and Albion, we don't have the skill, we don't have the class or anything like that, but we have some players that can yeah. avoid that. And I think I think him bringing in Matty Phillips has kind of I don't I don't know I have no idea what he's done to him, whether he's hit him on the the asthma roids or something like that, because for some reason Phillips can last, and I've never seen Phillips last past sixty yeah. minutes in my entire Albion like. <laughs> We'll, we'll, move, we'll move after this, but the question is, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna force you for an answer. Can you? Yes or no? Are you gonna stay up? <laughs> no. No. Okay. okay. I still that's think, that's, yeah, I still think we're too far gone. But it, it, I'm really enjoying the way we're playing. I feel like it's taken a bit too long to start. Yeah. Mm. This, was five games games this was five games ago. This is five games left. Seven, isn't it? Played thirty. Yeah, he said he's done about five games ago. If you started clicking, yeah, it might be possible. Oh yeah, but you have you have seven games left, which means you can get over that forty-point mark. Yeah. But the question is, is forty points going to be enough this season? We'll never know until we get to the end. No, no. Well, was that was that that was that one season when it where West Ham were going for forty points, got forty-two points in that season, and got relegated. Yeah. Like you, it's it's mental. Yeah, Mira Sun, Um, Next game, Man City versus Leeds. 2-1 victory and to Man City. And VAR is shit! <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a 2-1 for... Uh, oh, boy! For Leeds. <laughs> Alex, we'll let you take this one. <laughs> right, so in my notes, the first thing I've said, Leeds deserved something from that game, whether it be a point or a win, because they were unreal. Yeah. They, yeah. they were absolutely incredible. They grinded that out yeah. so, so, so massively. And then underneath, Andre Mariner and VAR are absolutely shit. Yep. That is my next note. Please. Right, the red, so, the red card. Yeah. So, when it first happened, I didn't think it was... Obviously, me, us being like old-fashioned and like football's mm. too soft. Originally, I'd have said that wasn't even a foul. But I understood why it was a yellow. And then when you look at a different angle, you can also see why it's a red, because the follow-through has caught him on the knee. But Peter Walton, who is the BT Sport referee-like pundit that they're having, even he said that Cooper's been massively unlucky there and probably should have only got a yellow. And that's coming from like a former Premier League referee. There were similar challenges all towards Rafinha that weren't even... Mm blown up as a foul or given as a yellow card Sterling, which, is why, yeah. which is why Leeds fans should be like completely pissed off by this yeah. Sterling as you said stamped on I can't remember who made the tackle but he's gone through him stamped on his ankle Lorenta. Lorenta. wasn't even, wasn't even, and, wasn't and even looked at and he stamped on you the could, keeper yeah you, I get, yeah, stamped on Melia's arm if you compare it to I think it was last week when uh, Leeds were against Sheffield United Tyler Roberts has gone clean through knocked it past Baldock Baldock's off the floor and completely clattered Roberts no book him um, yeah but uh, I've compared it to uh, and then that's another one Man City's goal we're talking about the IR again it wasn't even checked and when you look at replays how close is it I don't care if you look right. at the replay and you look at it blind and I got 
Hang on, I'll, 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 and like what I was gonna say was, if you compare that to the Fulham Wars game, and how closely that was like checked to make sure that was offside, why wasn't that given the same scrutiny in this game? And then my um, couple more notes to add is that City need a goal scorer because they were awful in front of goal. Um, Leeds were awesome, and is there an agenda for the top six with VAR? Because it's got to be any. You, you've got to ask the question there because Man City have been basically sucked off by VAR in this game. Kind of like Liverpool last year. That's what they called them, yeah. Liverpool. Like it, it, it's just. But it's the same. It's the same it thing. It's the same thing with United. Like I know you. I know you hate it when I mention it, but literally, it is Varchester. It's not even Varchester United yeah. or Varchester City. So, it is just Varchester. In, in general, in general, Leeds have so much to be angry about when it comes to VAR. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Especially Sterling like, should have been sent off. Sterling should. But, but but take away from VAR, Leeds, fantastic. Unreal. Dallas scoring two goals. When was the last time he scored two goals? God knows. <laughs> when was the last time he scored, bro? <laughs> He's that workhorse in midfield, and then he turns out to be an amazing finisher in the last seconds. And oh, I, 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 I won't lie to you. I but also, seeing that also Rafinha to get cleanly taken out by was it Fernandinho? I mean, yeah, did, exactly, exactly the point. It wasn't even given to book him. Yeah, and Rafinha literally absolutely belted him for pace, and he goes, "Yeah, I'm going to take him out," and he takes him out. Exactly, and he kicked him above the knee, which is a similar thing. But yeah, uh, I did enjoy seeing that goal going. I won't lie to you. Yeah, me too. I will not lie. It was nice seeing Man City lose again. So, I think I know they won the league, but I think well, there's a slight it. chance. Sorry, Jim. There's a slight. If, so obviously we got a game in hand on Man City, right? Is it? Is it the <laughs> chance of West Brom staying up? It's, it's literally the same as West Brom staying because West Brom have a game in hand on Fulham, right? But obviously they've got the same games as Newcastle. But we've got a game in hand on Man City, and if we win, we are. Eight points behind, which is literally the points between West Brom and Newcastle right now. Eight points. So it's literally, they're in the same fucking boat right here. So it was nice to see Man City lose. And if Man City lose next week and we win again, and we got a game in hand, it'd be very interesting. It'd be very... You're definitely clutching at straws here, bro. Yeah. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. We might not win the title, but it's just nice to be like, ooh, ooh. How do you like me now? now to, to answer your question out, yeah, there is a there is an agenda for the top six. There, just hundred percent has to be. It's too I have, obvious. I have no doubt. I have no doubt that there isn't one. But when stuff like this happens and the evidence is there, the question the conspiracy has to be is there. The problem. The problem asked. is the literal problem is is that the season that Liverpool won the league and everybody was like, oh, it's like Varlapool or whatever they called it, or um. VAR Paul and stuff like that. When when they were when they were talking about it, like they've they've made up for it this season by the way they they've been fucking Liverpool all over yeah. the gaff. But that's what I mean. At the start of the season, though, when when Liverpool were getting obvious decisions against them instead of for them, when the decisions were meant to be for them, it was like an obvious thing of. Well, you're making up for last year, and then when they were giving everything to Manu, it was like, oh, like that's it now. They're just going to favour Manu, and then it just kind of like petered out into a, well, yeah, favouring Man City, they're favouring. Yeah. I, I think the favourite. I think the question over the agenda is like, 
is like blinded away by the fact that it's just poor across the board. It, it, it seems like it's shit as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's move on to the next game. Sheffield yeah. United versus Arsenal. Arsenal with a 3-0 dub. It's good for I mean, Arsenal. Arsenal needed it because, uh, to be honest, even though Arteta might, may not be under pressure, he did look like he was under pressure if he didn't produce the goods against Sheffield United. Let's be honest. He would have been. Arteta's come out and said that like the results aren't showing the progress they're making, which I can understand, but I don't. I, I'm not an Arsenal fan, so I don't know what progress is being marked on for Arsenal but I don't it, on the pitch you still have to improve and it's a 3-0 win against the, United which obviously if this is progress for Arsenal I'm pretty scared about Arsenal's futures going to yeah, be yeah. because Arsenal obviously for growing up with me obviously me being a Manchester United fan and obviously Arsenal was one of the big rivalries back in day like yeah, in the early yeah. 2000s you know what I'm saying so there was like a powerhouse there was like an, un, they had the unbeatable season you know what I mean there was a pe- there was a huge powerhouse of a team like a powerhouse but Arsenal have always been in Europe you know even the one time when Arsenal fell out of uh... no it was Chelsea I'm thinking about Chelsea Chelsea fell out of top four they did finish uh, they won the Champions League but Arsenal, Arsenal have always been involved in Europe in some sense. But did Arsenal win? No, it was, Chelsea, was it Chelsea or Arsenal won the Europa League final? I can't remember if I'm honest, bro. Chelsea, Chelsea was it Chelsea? Um, but Arsenal not being in Europe, it just seems unheard of. You know what I mean? Arsenal, obviously, when Wenger was there, at the entire entire time Wenger was there, they didn't finish top four once, right? And obviously, they've been going for Europe, Europe top six. That's what they've been aiming, and they're, they're going. It looks like they're not even going to finish top six because I don't think they will. I don't even finish. They're going to finish seventh. Obviously, they're four points behind Spurs and three points behind Everton. Is to have a game in hand, but Everton have just been shocking for a while now. The past five games, Everton have been awful. Like if Everton performed, they'd literally be above Leicester by now. That's that's what's what's crazy. Still mighty. <laughs> but um, says the man who uh, definitely put him in his top four earlier. But um, yeah, like obviously Arsenal they got the job done with a three 0 dub. Lacazette with two goals. Lacazette will feel good. Uh, it's, it's a question. Do you think um, Abamyang? Obviously, he was he was good last season. He was he was he was you could say he was sensational for Arsenal. He was really good, getting them goals, getting them last minute winners, the assists, the work work rate. But this year, he's not been producing the goods, and he's been on the bench or he's been missing games. He was late for training. He got disciplined for that. Is there another? It's, is there going to be another outsource situation with a Bamyang? He's I got just, the new contract. Think, he's got the bag. I, that's what I mean. I think I think that new contract has hindered him. I think it's a mental game now. I think he's got his big money contract and he's he's mm-hmm. literally doing an outsource. Like the the quite like it comes to like Arteta. So like you've seen what he done when he comes in. He he he's done a pretty good job in the transfer windows he's had. They're getting rid of Deadwood, has he not? Yeah. Like and, and players that there that shouldn't be there. He's getting rid of them. And come the summer, I have no doubt that he'll spend smartly and bring the players in that he wants to make Arsenal play. But I, I don't know if Aubameyang fits into that. I mean, he's getting on now. He's in his thirties, I think. Yeah, it is. Is not performing the way he normally performs. Is it time to move on? Probably for him, yeah. 
But would he, given, as you said, the contract? Yeah. I don't think he will. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. He could just say it, the think, contract. I, get, I, the I think the big money contract was a big mistake. They've done it again. Yeah. They've done it again. Ozil wasn't performing this greatest. He weren't, he weren't like, really contributing that much. He was still their main playmaker, but he weren't, like, contributing the best or anything like that. And then... But they still was like, oh, we're so eager to keep our best players. We'll get rid of the one that's scoring and assisting loads for us. We'll give a contract to the Donny who ain't doing as much. And that's what they did. They got rid of Sanchez and kept Ozil. And they both worked out the worst case scenario. Yeah, and I guess so, yeah. Th- that's what I mean. Like they've just they've just been fooled into doing it again. And you're like, why don't why don't you save that money? He's he's thirty odd years old. Why didn't you just save? Why didn't you say you're thirty odd, you're past your prime, lad? Like you either stay and sign a contract on your current wage, or you'll have to find somewhere else. Sorry, yeah, well, and then, we don't know what's going to be on closed doors. That's what I mean. Why didn't they just save that extra hundred summit k that they spent on the contract and spend it on a player that's still going to do it? Like I know that Martinelli's quite young; he's nineteen, and he's still got to learn the ropes and everything and get brought in. And that's what that's what Arteta's brought him in for for the future. Yeah, well, he's the future in this game. Exactly. So I mean, he, him and Lacazette look look really nice, and Lacazette finally starting to score again and everything. I like Lacazette. I think he's a good striker. I always have done. Loved him at Leon. He was class, and, and that's what I mean. It's like, but the 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 way and style that they're trying to play, they've they've got to spend some money. They've yeah, got to spend. They've got to. They have to. Not, not, spend, not spend bloody seventy million on one player. Like yeah. that's what I'm saying. I, I see Arteta not doing that. I yeah. see him spending much more smartly. I genuinely do. Yeah, I see him buying. I see him do more what Wenger used to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. He used to like buy young and then produce them in. Yeah, well, he, I, I he's think, got quite a young Arteta's... squad as well. To be fair, he's yeah. obviously got some experience. I hate I hate the word philosophy, but I feel that's what Arteta's doing. He's taking yeah. the time he has now, a good two, three years, to bring in that philosophy club-wide so he can reap the benefits in a couple of years' time. And that, that's what you got to... If, if you're an Arsenal fan, you've just you've just got to sit and be patient. Yeah, I, I, I have no, when you look at Arsenal fans, I love Arteta, so I think they will be patient with him. But yeah, obviously, just... on, on the pitch performances is what gets, you know... Yeah, the results... And uh, well, you've just you've just got to like like when Wenger first come in like you've just got to be patient with him like I know Wenger literally had an almost instant impact but like you still had to be patient with him and it's the same yeah. with Arteta if you're an Arsenal fan you've just you've just got to sit dig deep and just be like okay it, it will come yeah. which you've got to believe in every time you you've got to believe in it will come look at look at the man cities and the liverpools they've had to dig deep for years and years to wait for that league title and yeah. the, the philosophies yeah, for liverpool and man city has completely changed and they look they are world beaters now and um, you, you just got to sit yeah. and think our young players are going to come through. We're going to invest smart, and it's going to be all sorted. And yeah. that's what that's what you've got to be. That's my part. Um, in regards to like Sheffield United, so obviously how poor they've been this year. Like, what do you see them doing next year in the Championship? Because obviously they're going down. Do you see them coming straight back and having a year to regroup? What, what do you guys think? Uh, I think they're not going to come back up right away. 
I think obviously for them, getting promoted was a dream coming true and it was really good for the club. And obviously last year, if they nearly got in Europe, maybe things would have been different. But because yeah. they missed that, I, I think I think that's what it has been. Obviously, they mm. was doing well up until the break, and then I, I bet it's that after lockdown they were shocking. They were literally yeah. It was like all that former momentum and having no fans in the stadium because we talk about fans and yeah, the twelfth yeah, yeah. man and them not having that twelfth man being a as a, a underdog club was huge really on them. It really yeah, yeah it really fe- and them not being having enough fans throughout the entire time of the season. Obviously no every team has had that problem. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but like for a lesser club. Yeah. Because if you think about it, even when there was seventh last year, you still said they're the well, smallest well, club in the Premier League. Saying, they're, they're up, last year they were outperforming by miles. Hundred percent. Even the squad wasn't magnificent. Yeah, literally. There's growing at one nils, two ones, stuff like that. It was like ridiculous. They were very physical. Yeah. And I think obviously People were there was there was kind of like old traditional football set piece route one that's what it was kind of like mm. you know what I mean and there wasn't playing like wing play one touch passing there was literally playing for corners free kicks I mean I will I will contradict you on that they did do wing play because uh, their yeah, full, uh, full backs and centre backs always used to overlap they used to push well, the wing play, play the was play, their thing the play the play of three five two because obviously they got the wing two wing backs but obviously. They were still yeah, playing. The, the idea of it is the out, the outside centre backs are also on the wing. So, like, what yeah. I think it was with United is, I think when they first came in, it was a system that no one had ever really understood before. And mm. it's a case of Chris, Chris Wilder hasn't really changed that system when he was still the manager. So, I feel like teams just figure ahead to play and realise that, as we said, the squad aren't magnificent. And obviously, injuries haven't helped them yeah. because they've had to chip, chip and change all season. The best midfielder, Oli Norwood, got injured for a good part of the season as well. And he was like, yeah, like when the best midfielder's done. If you, look at the, uh, if you look at the back three, which is like their store all last season, all of them have been injured at some point. O'Connell, Egan, and Baldock have all been injured yeah. this season. And you've had to make do with like Lonies, like Ampadu, Ampadu coming yeah. in at centre back and then playing defensive midfielder, and then like sometimes like a bit further forward, and you're like mm. that ain't Ampadu's game. You need to play him in centre back, and it's like yeah. I just feel sorry for Sheffield United, and like uh, you've yeah, got the likes yeah. of Lise Mousse that hasn't performed to what he was doing last year, and like coming on and scoring loads, and like then starting games and scoring loads, and Jaden Bogle just not not doing it anymore. Yeah, and, I think it's if they like. In injuries, no fans. I think when it comes to all the things that you can describe as unlucky for Sheffield United, they've it's happened. It's yeah. happened to it. all of them. Happened to them, which is a shame. Um, but I I agree with what you said. I don't see them coming up next year unless they have a manager come in and really. I think you know, the, the only manager the who maybe could oh, be yeah, forget the, that. Eddie well, Howe. Eddie Howe. Uh, I think Eddie Howe's going to Celtic. You reckon? That's what it looks like. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so. I really, I really want Eddie Howe for the Albion. It's because the thing is, the thing is, obviously, look at look at how well I think Eddie Howe is probably thinking. Hmm, what can I do to get my name up there? Look at Brendan Rodgers. Eddie Howe got sat from Liverpool. If Eddie Howe going to Celtic, it's just an Albrainer, isn't it? Yeah, it's an, especially especially if being as Rangers have won the league this year. Yeah, it's um, an easy job. Yeah, easy job imagine to... imagine turning around and making Com- Celtic. The... Yeah. yeah, but even so, like Eddie Howe going there, turning Celtic around, making them win the league instead of Rangers. 
like he'll be a obviously he'll Gerard, be a hero. Ger- Gerard's done a phenomenal job this season oh, yeah, Rangers. Unbeaten um, still they're high in the league. Unbeaten still, there you go. And obviously I think the last time Celtic were unbeaten it was under Brendan Rogers as well, he, believe it or it not. It was indeed. He um, he knows. Indeed. He he knows though, doesn't he? Gerard now. He knows Gerard knows that like he has any job lined up in the Premier yeah. League when he wants it. He's just staying at Rangers to like get a couple more maybe league titles under his belt, get his reputation a bit higher. Yeah. And then he's just gonna wait for the right job because he can now. But here's a question. Here's a quick question. So obviously I know we we take Premier League football, this is Scottish football, but it's got me interested, I want to ask this question. Okay. So let's say Obviously, Rangers were going to be they're going to be in Champions League next year. So, what yeah. if Rangers, let's say for example, get to the semi final or final, which would be a huge achievement because you've never seen Celtic get that far, not in my lifetime anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So, would so let's say let's say Gerard gets them to the final, loses to Real Madrid in the final, but the knockout like Bayern and Liverpool and stuff like that. For let's say for example. Would that be an auto ticket to any single club in the Premier League? Let's say Pep yeah. Guardiola um, leaves next year. Right. Oh, Actually, I've got a better question. Nice. I have a better question. You would you bin off Ole? Ole. Would you bin off Ole? No, I can't. Gerard? No, no. <laughs> You're telling me he took well, Gerard a terror... Gerard wouldn't go there, would he? Yeah, Gerard, yeah, but, Gerard wouldn't yeah, go but, there. Yeah, but he, and Gerard has come out and publicly said, Manu have offered me no. the job. No. As a Man U fan, he's got. You just said he's got Rangers to the final of the cha- Rangers, yeah. not the greatest squad, no. not anything, not anything close to Man U's quality. No. Right? No. He got them to the Champions League final. Jim he lost no. two one. Jim answers no. I don't. Even if he won the Champions League, even if he did the treble in Scotland, I'd still he, say no. He's named FIFA's manager of okay. the year. I don't care. I'm not having him managing my club. Your heart has to say what your heart wants, Dale. That's what it is. No, I don't. I literally uh, don't care. He can literally get the treble. He can win the Scottish Cup, Premier League, Scottish Prem, and the Champions League, and it's still a no because he's a scouser at heart, and he'll always be a scouser. And I think secretly he took the job on purpose just to do us shit to get us relegated, and then he go like, okay, done. 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 Have job. that on his CV. Oh, he'd, he'd love it. He'd be Liverpool legend even more. <laughs> Like it's it's just a no from me, but if I was Spurs, I'd have him. Spurs, Arsenal, Liverpool. Yeah, well, again, if I was was... time is of the essence at the moment. Yeah, Uh, next game is Liverpool. Speaking of Liverpool versus Aston Villa, and uh, they won two. Ready boys, ready boys. Villa is shit. <laughs> it was it was for Liverpool. Who was it? It was the dis- oh the Firmino, the offside for um I think it was Firmino, Firmino scored. Jota. Firmino scored, but it was to do with yeah, Jota. It was Jota. Jota was ah awful, awful again. Yeah. Awful Villa. His arm. He's apparently, but even though it says you can't, you, we ain't gonna include arm this year because you can't score with your arm. But his arm was offside. One thing, one thing, one thing to point is the uh, screen that they used, the frame they used for uh, tomorrow. Oh, yeah. The ball isn't even in the frame. You can't see the ball in the mm-hmm. frame. Yeah. How are you meant to defo- decipher wherever he's left his foot? Because it was a ping of a ball it... from Trent Alexander Arnold. It was an absolute pinch. Yeah. And they've called that, but when like Diania's arm is just slightly out of like cut from Benarak's foot, they ain't going to mark that one. But the ball isn't even in frame for this, and they've still marked it. Yeah, mate. makes like, no sense. Like this has been 
overall, when you talk about game weeks, this has been a really, really poor game week for VAR 100%. in so many senses. And we haven't even got to the Fulham Wolves game yet. Yeah, literally. Like, I, don't, I, I just, I, I can't get my brain around the thinking because I think if any, literally put any any football fan in charge of VAR, they will do a better job than the actual yeah. referees so, in the in yeah, so park. One thing I saw, and it was like, if anything's shown this weekend, it's that typically the technology behind VAR works. It just does. But the referees using it are inadequate. Yeah. Yeah. They, don't, no, it's, like, it's, like, they don't know how to use yeah. it. And it shows they don't know turned. how to use it. From one. Yeah, it's, done, it's, now, it's now turned from everybody hating on VAR in a general to now yeah. turn to people, the referees. People realise that like, the referees are like the ones behind yeah. it in a box thousands, hundreds of miles away from the actual stadium. The one thing is, everybody sat at home watching it can still decipher whether it's a whether it's a goal or not, bro. Just yeah. I swear, do some friendly games and just put random fans in charge and see if they do better. And if they do better, hire them. Just hire, yeah. put them on the referee courses. Well, I think what needs to be done and hire them. What actually needs to be done is, uh, mm. refs need to. I start wearing a fanny pack with a tablet in there. You know, what I mean, a tablet in there. <laughs> so they can, they can, they can whip out the tablet, right? My wants like Google Glass to water it. Right, whip out the tablet, right, and they can see what VAR I've just drawn or. Because if for some reason it takes a ref six million years to run over to the sideline and make I was, was going to say, ironically enough, the tablet you're talking about is the TV on the side. It's just that they don't walk up to it. They don't. Why don't they walk up to it? Every if there's a potential decision, I think right, what they need to do, and they can, cannot make a decision on it. Like they really are struggling. Get the referee to walk, even if it's an offside. This is, this is what if it's an offside, thing, this like the referee can't draw the lines in the TV, so they this, don't. That the referee won't go to the telly to check for offside. This, this is what they need to do. In the studio. This is what they need to do, because refs know what's on and off, and clearly VAR don't. And refs know when the goal, penalty, whatever. Yeah, sometimes refs do make mistake, Mark Dean. <clears throat> but um, what they need to do is every single decision, whether it be. Uh, a mistake leading to a goal, McTominay's, or a penalty, or a fucking an offside. The, re- the VAR need to go, right, go to the screen, we've drawn it up, here's the line, here's the decision, and the refs needs to watch it. Because they're the most qualified because they're on that pitch. Yeah, they make mistakes, they're human at the end of the day. But if they got, they got all the shit in front of him, if they show them the line and the ref sees, yeah, it is, it's touching, the Lord's touching his arm. He ain't going to score with his arm. He can score with his shoulder, but it's not touching his, yeah. not touching his shoulder. It's touching his arm. Even in there, that's still his arm. You know draw, what I mean? draw it up to their armpit, man. Look, literally. literally yeah. Have you ever seen a player score with an armpit? They go, armpits offside. <laughs> what player scored with their armpit, bro? At the, at the moment, what's the point in the linesman? What, what's their job? Yeah, and I feel sorry for the linesman. There's no is, need for having... This is, what, this is what I've said about this. My idea for offside is such a good idea and I can't understand why nobody agrees with me. And if you don't agree with me, that's fine. But I just can't understand. An infrared beam across the pitch following the last defender and if the beam gets broken by the attacking player, it's offside. You can clearly see that uh, some kind of beam or anything that goes along the pitch and it waves up and down the length of the pitch where you can have one on one side, on the other half, one on the other, on that half, like the linesman are, 
but it's just an infrared beam that goes right along the pitch. And when it's broken by an attacker, they're offside. Yeah. It's really simple and easy. Just it's the ex- the same premise as goal line technology. When the beam yeah, is broken, the, the by question the you've ball, got to do with that is you're then asking you're then asking every player to wear some kind of but they electronic do. thing. They do, yeah, but they wear it. In, that, that's a heart rate monitor. It's kind of it's on the back. Like, it's on. It's yeah, literally yeah, on the back. It's a heart rate monitor. It's not like an infrared beam because that's dangerous. No, an infra- infrared beam is everywhere. Your TV remotes. Yeah, and you, you don't keep everything. you don't keep you don't keep it on you for like that long. You don't need time. you don't need it's to still keep dangerous. it. But you don't need. I don't. Not saying holding some kind of technology as you're playing. I'm literally on about a literal sensor beam that just gets broken. Okay, then how are you gonna know who's broke it? Because then we're going back. We're going back to the VAR thing, which is going to be exactly the same thing. Who's broke the line? Okay, then. Well, you just... the, way, the way I've always seen with VR decisions is let the linesmen do their job as normal. <laughs> Fuck all this, like, wait five seconds and then put your flag up, because that's dangerous if you've already seen. Um, let them do their job as normal, flag it, and then if it's a close one, then VAR can check it. And if they've made the mistake, then, then it goes overruled. If it's clearly on or clearly off, then they just ignore it and leave it as it is. I, I don't see why the linesmen's jobs have just been completely... You know, null and voided by all this. It's it must be infuriating for him when they know there's something offside, but they can't flag it because they have to wait five seconds before it goes in. Even so, I think I think that's a waste of space to wait five minutes to flag something. I don't think uh, exactly. I don't see the point of it. Like as we've said, as you've seen this season multiple times, it's dangerous. People it, have gone injured after after they've been flagged offside. Yeah, I think I think you flag it. If he flags it, let him flag it and just play on and literally if he flags it and then there's another three passes afterwards or there's another two passes then you just got to stop the play but if he flags it that's the question uh, you can't stop the play anymore because that just like makes VAR like one of the main issues that VAR's had is that it's two start start and if you do that in the middle of a play it's just going to be scrutinised even more which is why I said let the linesman do their job as normal and then when it's checked for a one that's really close, that's when you do your VAR checks, not all the fucking time, which is what they're doing there. That's what I mean. Like, a linesman, say there's an offside where somebody, say Sterling's running through and he flags it for offside. He can flag it for offside all he wants. Stay where you flagged. Let Sterling carry on and let the game go on for 10 seconds. <clears throat> and then, so if Sterling squares it to... Jesus after he's gone through and then they score then look at it but don't not flag and then after the play then flag and say oh yeah the offside was about 10 yards and, down and there. I know but the other thing you had there which was, was another issue that had with the VAR stuff when the linesman flags defenders will stop yeah that's happened to us that happened exactly to us I had to okay, and it happened like you, can't, you can't implement that because defenders will stop there, there you needs to be say, you can't say, let the play go on 5-10 seconds more because defenders will stop and attackers will keep going and score, and then it's just. Yeah, I know. I know that's that's the thing of when like your defenders are like, oh, like. Um, um, it happened last season. Played, played, played yeah. It happened. It happened. Man, Jesus scored, and basically he just kept running, and he put it in the back of the so net. That's, that's why they've changed the rule this season for that exact reason. But like the way they keep changing the rules, none of it is. No matter how they're changing rules at the moment to like you know associate with VAR, it's just not working. They need to find something that works. It literally. If you ignore VAR, I will say Liverpool finally. Liverpool have like broken their Anfield curse, it seems, and got their victory in, which is good for them. 
yeah. at the right time of the season. Oh, yeah. They needed it. They really needed it. They needed that. But uh, yeah. let's move on to the next game because we had a long discussion about that. Um, move on to yeah. Burnley, Newcastle. Newcastle getting a 2 1 win. Just when Jim wants uh, Newcastle to lose, they win. Yeah. The thing you got to remember though is that Burnley are now being dragged into it, so it's yet another team for you to catch. So it's not an awful thing. A draw would have been the best result, personally. Yeah. But Newcastle winning isn't an awful result because it does bring Burnley into that lot of teams now with Brighton and Fulham. Yeah. They're all on the same amount of points. I now. mean, personally, I think us and Fulham deserve to swap places with Newcastle and Burnley. That's what that. That's what I'd personally say. Or uh, or Newcastle and Brighton. Newcastle deserve to go down. But it's either Burnley or Brighton that should swap. And I think us and Fulham uh, at the meet are the ones that look like we deserve to stay up. Like Fulham, hundred percent. The the way that we've been playing recently have just been phenomenal. And they're kind of they've kind of lost their momentum a little bit, but they still look good. And I think us and Fulham are the ones playing like we want to stay up. Whereas Newcastle have one game, one game where they play well. well oh, sorry, no, two. I both say with Newcastle, they played well for 15 minutes against Burnley and managed to get the win. And then also, um, they played well against Spurs. Dickheads. They played, yeah, they've done two games. Uh, but yeah. The only thing of uh, in any kind of notes that I've got from the Newcastle Burnley game is just all about St. Maximin. Like yeah. he, 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 he's a top table. He's not there. He's not there. He needs, he needs to go somewhere else because he's so good. Like he's just unreal. If, and if he's fair, still be injured, if he's still injured, Newcastle won't even be winning yeah. games. Credit, 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 credit. Where yeah. credit due. due. There you go. Um, Ron and Callum Wilson as well. Yeah, well, Callum Wilson's coming yeah. back from injury now, isn't yeah. he? So he and, could. He, he could come back at the right time to make them all stay up, and then that'll be even more annoying for you. Yeah. Yep. yep. But uh, St. Maximum is not staying there, whether they stay up or not next season. That's the thing. No, I can see him staying there. I know he shouldn't, but I can see him staying. Mm. If they stay up, I see him staying there. Yeah, me too. I don't see him, I don't see him moving at all. Yeah. I, I, he does, he does he, like he it. Needs to. He deserves it. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think he's, you will. Like if you if you go on paper by far and wide their best player like in general, like the entire season as well. Yeah, the entire season. season. It's shown that when he's not in the team, how like poor they are, desperate they are for like any kind of goal. Ideas, just any ideas whatsoever. Exactly, like he's showing the Burnley game when they gave him the ball and he just made three defenders look silly and pop it in the bottom corner. Mm. Literally, it's. Very, yeah, but there was nothing. There was really nothing to that game other than some maximum. There really wasn't. Yeah, I think uh, it was a, a poor game overall. Newcastle played well for literally 10, 15 minutes. They got the result they needed. Literally, when yeah. The best player, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, let's well, move on to down. the next game, which is Fulham Wolves, and Wolves awesome. got one for, for the fo- for the final time today. Holy <laughs> shit. Tell us why, Alex. No, 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 Alex, do properly, do properly. Oh, oh sorry. VIR is shit. There you go. <laughs> tell, us, tell us why, Al. Uh, well, Wolves, Wolves scored in the first half. Like, there's there's no other way to look at it. It's a goal. How on earth has that been given offside? Yeah. I'm, I'm completely fucking baffled by this, how it's even Three, the slightest bit offside. I don't get it. Like, I don't get it as well. Oh, man. It's like... It comes to like everything we always say about VAR. If the lines are that close, 
got millimeters in it. It's not clear and obvious, is it? No. Yeah, it's you, not a clear think, and obvious error, which is why it was brought in. I think I've, if he's a foot offside, that's fine because it's, it's yeah, it's that's a fine. Foot, if it's millimeters, it, it, and I mean millimeters, millimeters. On a, and the mark on the arm, which you can't even score with, like what they did, you just it's oh. The benefit of the doubt for the strikers has completely gone now, and I think it's really unfair. I think, well, we, if it's like if it's a foot, if it's a foot length, if it's a foot length, right? Yeah, call it offside. But if it's a want. toe, no. But no. When it, yeah, when it, when it's, when it's the shavings of your toenails, like you got to be like, bro. Literally. Give us the benefit of the doubt. Literally. You got you got to start giving strikers the benefit of the doubt because the amount of goals that have been disallowed this season from them just like hold on, hold on, is the skin molecule yeah. just offside? It's like I, I can't really tell. Yeah, but zoom in. I said zoom in. Is that hair skin follicle? Literally, offside. that's what I look like they're doing. It looks as if, like, when it comes to an offside check, it the way it looks like they do it is they look for anything offside yeah. just to make the offside call. It doesn't look like they're trying to see both ways. It looks like they're trying to see if anything's offside. Yeah. And just call it on that. And when we talk about the game overall, though, I feel like they were very similar. They, if I'm looking at the stats here, they had <clears throat> same possession. Got, but they same shots on target so uh, and uh, Troyore the boy after we talk shit about him for a while has now scored and assisted in his last two games yeah literally yeah. Look, long overdue to be fair um, it was poor goalkeeping yeah. my ad it was rocket it was poor goalkeeping but fucking rocket yeah, oh, yeah. it's a rocket he's hit it literally he's just hit it and hoped that's what he's done he's got and, lead in his boot bro. that was his uh, that was uh, that was the season's worth of pentapanga that was <laughs> literally um, but yeah, nothing else much to the game. Um, no, literally nothing else apart from the VAR and that. I feel sorry for William, William Jose. Yeah. I feel sorry for William Jose. Would have been his first goal. Been chalked off for no reason. Yeah, I'm still really sorry for the boy. I don't think he's going to stay. Obviously, when he, when his loan ends, he'll stay where he is. But I don't think he'll. Well, he's only on. Yeah. So. He will, he will, well, he will. I think it all depends on a. What Jimenez is going to be like next season as well. Yeah. Well, obviously Jimenez is going to be the main man when he's back, but obviously he won't be back till next season. We'd anyway. be saying, we don't know when he's coming back, do we? I don't know whether he'll be the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because obviously his main thing was his head. Well, look at look at. Yeah, look at Eduardo for Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Phenomenal player. Sure, uh, cross went. You know that leg, bro. <laughs> Man. Don't really like it. I, I remember that. Hey, hey, the boy got an England call up for that. Leave him alone. <laughs> oh fuck! That's what I mean. Anyway. Eduardo was an incredible player. Shawcross broke yeah. his leg, and he was never the same since. The only player I've really seen recover from that kind of injury or that kind of severity is Patrick actually um, Ramsey, as well. I was I was comparing yeah, Luke Eduardo. Luke Shaw did a leg break. Yeah, Luke Shaw as well. Fucking hell, yeah. And look at the season he's having. But um, yeah, final game, final game, boring game. That's why I like it until last. Brighton versus Everton, yeah. nil nil, dead. That's it. That's the game done. Dusted. I feel like, <laughs> um, I feel like when it comes to Brighton, I'm saying the same thing over and over again that they're creating so many chances but not scoring, and it's gonna cost them more often than not. Everton were just poor in general, like they just were. Everton, 
to shine because Everton literally could have been up there in the in the mix of the top yeah, four. Yeah, exactly. If they, if they won that, they'd make the, if they won this game, the top four race would look incredible right now, but they didn't, and yeah. it's not. And they would have had a, oh, a game in hand as well. That would be also, crazy. Also, I will point this out. I am not taking Calvert-Lewin with England. Really? Well, it could all change. Are you, you swatching, him, are you swatching him for Bamford? He didn't play this game, so you've got to remember, he didn't play this game. Yeah. But on form, on current form alone, like if we stop the season right now, even though please don't because we've got a chance of staying up, but if we stop the season right now, um, there's, no, there's striker-wise, you've you've got to take Ollie Watkins and you're over Calvert-Lewin. And Bamford. Yeah. So Bamford, Bamford's definitely the number two choice after Kane. Yeah. I'd take him over Watkins at the moment. 100%. That's what I mean. You take you take both of them over Calvert Lewin, and then your third choice. But again, it all depends on what Southgate wants, and we we yeah, don't know what he wants. Yeah, we do. We, we don't know. We don't know. Let's say we can sit here and say what we want, but we don't know what he wants. Well, I want to ask a question for you guys now. Now we've wrapped up all the games. So, who's your player okay. of the week? Player of the week. You can go first, Al. No, I went first last week. Go on. Yeah, no, but you know, it's because you no, never go first. No, you, I'll, I'll go middle because I haven't been middle. Okay, I'll do last okay. I'll go first. My player of the week is uh, by far Stuart Dallas because two goals in that amazing win. It's uh, something you can't really ignore. He was too good. Um, well, I, I think I think he battled when he needed to. He got the goals when he needed to. And over, if if we when we talk about team of the week, which we were going to do last week, in my opinion, Leeds are up there. Yeah, that was a phenomenal performance. Oh, yeah, I'd, get, I'd give Le- I'd give Leeds team of the week because obviously who yeah. there was against and they did it with ten men. Bear in mind they got the winner yeah, with ten men. Exactly. So my uh, my my player of the week is Stuart Dallas. Uh, my player of the week is Jesse Lingard again. Uh, I can't I can't fault the can't fault the chat bro oh, scoring God. two goals. The assist the assist dominating the game deserves to be in England. Should be on this start in eleven for England quality in the way it's performing literally. I can't take it away from him. I, a... I imagine. I imagine one day we'll have a week where he doesn't put Jesse Lingard as just play of the week. It's only. Hey, remember, I had I had Bale for two weeks running. I had Lingard for two weeks running. Bale, I done nothing since. So. Do you think Spurs ain't done nothing since? The best I suppose has been shit. Well, after they set the world light for one week, they were shit after that. <laughs> but yeah, so Jim, your player of the week. Uh... <clears throat> I might have to actually make the smart decision this time and not try and not be unbiased. And uh, I'm probably going to go with Pereira, if I'm honest. Pereira? There it is. Pereira? I mean, okay? long for him to be biased to his team. Finally, Hang on. Finally he's giving Hang on. We've, we've had Lingard score two, right? Assist of assist. We've had Pulisic score two. We've had Dallas score two. We've had Ian Nacho score two. Yeah, and you've gone with Pereira because he scored numbers, a pen- Yeah, but it's not all, it's not he scored a penalty. Yeah, but yeah, but, yeah, but it, he also got an assist in, as well. In the game, he was he didn't get an assist, but in the game, yeah, he was awesome. He didn't get he did. no, he didn't oh, get an no, assist. Oh no, sorry, no. Sorry, he, he literally just scored a penalty. But he ch- he literally was unreal in the game. He played in his preferred position, and if he, he was if unreal. He the game, Dad, like everything, everything good that West Brom had, it went through him. Yeah, Sam um, Sam Cavani, at Manchester United. But yeah, you didn't it... play the week. That's your own problem. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, no, like, obviously, obviously, other players deserve it and that. And but whilst we're playing this way and we're playing so well, 
I'm not going to pass up the opportunity on giving my player of the week to Pereira winning. We didn't shit on you for giving it to Lingard. Because he actually deserves it, bro. He's quality. The kid's insane. So, so was Pereira. Pereira was quality. Yeah. Was Last week he was quality. Last week yeah, he was quality. Yeah. This week he was Last good. week he was quality. Then you didn't give it to him? Yeah, yeah, because Lingard was better in my opinion. No, I'm going to call it there, boys and ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we will see you all next time when we record. Hopefully Dow doesn't kill us in that time. But uh, until then, uh, I'll see you all later. And so are these two. Peace. Bye.